Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight in my Talking Points, it's going to be kind of a tired old story, but it's still happening. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania last night, during the wee hours of the morning, rioters set fire to debris in the middle of the street. Tear gas before that was launched in their direction, and one person who was just there to record what was happening, to show it live as everything was going on, was told he'd be arrested. Now, I don't know what else to expect from all this, and I I really don't know what else to say. 
except that somewhere along the line, somebody needs to stop this nonsense from happening. Now, I do understand the president's dilemma. If he invokes the Insurrection Act before Election Day, it could be taken very harshly. And I understand that all too real possibility because the Democrats will use anything and everything they can against him. So I do understand his dilemma, okay? But if he waits until after the election, God only knows what will happen between now and after Election Day. So it's a catch-22 to invoke the Insurrection Act now and face political backlash in the wake of it or turn around and decide, okay, this has to wait until after the election and we just have to pray that no one else ends up getting severely injured or worse, gets killed. In L.A. County, the two deputy sheriffs who were shot are still awaiting justice in their situation. The gunman is still at large, and quite frankly, that's something that disturbs me greatly. Now it's hit Lancaster, PA. I don't know about the size of Lancaster, PA, but it's getting worse. Lancaster, PA is located in south-central Pennsylvania. Now, for those of you who are probably wondering what happened, a man was shot in Lancaster by police, and the details of which are sketchy. But let's just put things in the proper perspective. What happened in Lancaster, PA, happened, and there's a Democrat mayor, and Lancaster, Pennsylvania is only roughly about 60,000 residents. The population size and location is starting to show fewer and fewer amounts of people. But the problem of these rioters still happens in these places. So as I have stated many times, and I will repeat this again and again, it is not the size of the location as far as residents are concerned. It's the fact that they're on the move. Antifa BLM rioters are on the move. In America, it is way past time for something to be done about this. If we don't do something and soon, if the mayors and governors of these cities and states where the rioting is happening and the public destruction of property is happening, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, they busted the windows out of the police station on the first floor. So this is starting to get out of hand. No, it's not starting to. It is out of hand. It's beyond the point where we don't know where it's going to happen next. It could happen in White Plains. It could happen in Peekskill, New York, my hometown. It could happen in Poughkeepsie, New York. It could happen in Hyde Park. It could happen in Kingston. It could happen. The fact is they're on the move, and they're going to be disruptive no matter where they go. So if, say, for the sake of this talking point, a black man is shot in Kingston, New York, God help Kingston, because Antifa, BLM, will be there. Now, it's beginning to look like a definite pattern with the BLM Antifa rioters. 
They're not protesters anymore. They've gone beyond protesting. They're rioters. They're looters. They are arsonists. They are criminals. So there's a pattern, a definite pattern that's pretty visible to anyone who sees it. Let me describe the pattern in brief. If you take where it all began, it began in cities the size of Chicago, New York City, Portland, Seattle, in places like that. And then it started moving outward. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, now Lancaster. Imagine, if you will, a city the size of Peekskill, New York, only around 20 to 30,000 citizens in that city. And it's a small city. I know because I used to live there. Now imagine, if you will, something like Antifa slash BLM moving in and deciding to do exactly what they do in the big cities. Peekskill would be destroyed, and a lot of people would be injured or, God forbid, killed. So I want people to understand the severity of the situation. This Democrat mayor, and her name is Denine Soros, Mayor Soros, you've got a situation that's so volatile now. I saw around 1.30 this morning, 2 o'clock this morning, I decided since I couldn't sleep, I'd look to see what live video was being put out there. The live video feeds are becoming fewer and fewer because situations are happening fewer and fewer, but that doesn't mean that it's over. It's not over by a long shot. In fact, at the rate things are going, it's only going to get worse long before it gets better. So I'm watching this feed, and I see the police launching tear gas. Democrats want police to stop using tear gas. They want them to stop using rubber bullets. Okay, they stop using tear gas and rubber bullets. And let's see. Oh, I know. They could go to live ammunition and water cannons. Hmm, that would be an improvement, wouldn't it, Mayor Soros? Wouldn't that be a big improvement, Democrats? Oh, wait a minute. No, you don't want that either. What you want is these rioters that you call peaceful protesters to continue destroying businesses, costing people their livelihoods, and you want people to continue destroying police stations, going and hurting people, like a week ago Sunday, when the elderly couple was attacked, not themselves physically, but they were verbally attacked by Antifa slash BLM, and this one woman... A black woman, heavy set, picks up this man's drink and drinks it. And then in one instance, and I pointed this out last week, you had Antifa BLM rioters knocking the glasses off of the tables for this restaurant and shattering the glasses on the sidewalk. Now, that's real intelligent, isn't it, folks? Well, now you've got Lancaster, PA. You can add them to the destruction of public property. It's a sad situation. It truly is. And it's got to be stopped. I am calling on the President of the United States. If you're not going to right away invoke the Insurrection Act, there's got to be a way to stop this 
without having to resort to extreme measures. Mr. President, things have gotten way out of hand. They've gone way too far, and this has got to stop. And I'm going to say this again to all the people that go out there and show live streams of all these uh, rioters and all that shit. Do the world a favor and stop doing that. It's not helping. In fact, you're encouraging it by going out there. They see you out there live streaming it. Oh, shit, we're on live stream. We, we can do more. We can get away with more. We get our 15 minutes of fucking fame. Uh, yeah, well, it's got to stop. Trust me. Other feeds are, do- are done with it. Why aren't the others? Why haven't the rest? Anyone out there who is live streaming these live riots, these live alleged protests, where people are throwing frozen water bottles, burning things in the streets, destroying police station windows, that's not a protest. That's a riot. And if you're sending a live stream of all that shit, guess what? Like this one guy last night, he risked getting arrested. Well, you know what? Maybe that's what it's going to take to stop all these live streams. I would go out there one time live stream, and if I caught something, you know, horrendous on camera, that would be the last thing I would do. I wouldn't do it again. I would not make it a ritual, or I would not make it something that I would do every single night of the week. Last night I saw in a multiple live stream, Seattle, Washington, pretty much calm as can be. Three to four different streaming videos and nothing was happening. So to all the live streamers who show this stuff, stop it. You got your thrill. You got your stuff. Now be happy with it and stop doing it because you're only, as I said, encouraging Antifa BLM to do more rioting, more looting, more destruction. It's just not helping. Now, I've done a talking points on this once before, but I felt that given what happened just yesterday, just this past Sunday on September 13th, becoming September 14th, uh, I needed to say something. Here's the bottom line. Those of us who do not protest, those of us who are just average everyday John and Jane Q. Publics, we're being caught in the crosshairs. We're being caught in the crossfire of these Antifa BLM rioters. And they're not just doing it at night anymore. They're doing it in the daytime, too. So if you think you're safe in the daytime, forget it. You're not. And believe me, you're far from safe when these things get really violent. Okay? Trust me. You're not safe. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend this all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Firefox News Online. (coughs) Excuse me. I had a late dinner uh, mac and cheese, and I always cough for some reason after having mac and cheese. Go figure. Maybe it's just the way my, it, just the way it is, you know. No, it ain't the way I cooked it. Anyway, 
before I go to the phone lines at 347-945-5747. A programming note. Uh, As uh, As Sunday approaches, Firefox News Online Productions will, of course, have uh, the after action with Sergeant George Sinzer, that's me, of course, uh, airing on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. And it'll only be held on the video platforms. It will not be available on, the, on radio. This is a video-only uh, broadcast. I'll post the links for the After Action on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. And, of course, on I'll also post a... Uh, Mini-Link, kind of like Mini-Me, on uh, freetalk.app. More about that later on. I'm going to push this Freetalk social media site. I'm going to push it hard because I want people to start getting... I I think people need to to get away from Facebook. They really do. And joining me on the phone lines is Gunslinger. From the Lone Star State. Eh, what's up, Doc? Well, there ain't too much going on. At least it's not 105 degrees anymore. I think we're kind of finished with that. But there is, I heard yesterday, there is a slight update on that Lancaster shooting. They've, they've released the uh, body cam for the cop, I guess. And mm-hmm. the suspect that he shot, he did have a weapon. I think it was a knife. I think he pulled a knife on the top or something. So now they've determined it, it, is a, it wasn't justifiable shooting. Unfortunately, the people... Not to the, pe- not to the people that uh, set fire to debris in the street last night. Yeah. <laughs> Busted out the Crazy first floor windows of the police station. You know, as far as they're concerned, well, they're going to keep doing it because it's not true. As far as they're concerned, the, the cops murdered the man. It wasn't a just. As far as they're concerned, it was not justified. Oh yeah, I mean they can you can have a video right in front of you and they're not going to believe it. Okay, because this is this will show you how stupid they are. Okay, these people are not intelligent. I'm sorry. Okay. They they're not protesting. They are they, they well. Let's go let's go whoop somebody's ass. Let's go burn something. That's just not that's not protesting. Okay. So when you're not protesting like that and you're doing that kind of destruction, okay. And the stupid ass mayors are sitting around with a thumb up their ass, okay. That can tell the cops to stop it, and they can. Look at that other place uh, where Trump sent in the, the, the reinforcements, the federal officers, okay? It was stopped within an hour, <laughs> okay? 
It was literally stopped within an hour. Okay? So don't tell me it can't be done because it can be done. Okay? But it's not Trump's fault. It's the Democrats' fault because they're the ones that are not holding the hands back of the cops. Oh, don't use tear to gas, like you said a while ago. Don't use tear gas. Don't use the rubber bullets. Hell, like you said, let's go real. Let's use real bullets. Okay? Start cracking some skulls. Okay? Is that what it's going to have to take? Yeah, but 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 now the way minute now gunslinger, hold on now. Got to remember the these, the liberals, the liberal Democrats do not want them to even use live ammunition. Yeah. What do they What do they want them to use? Pillows. Have a pillow fight. Sport guns. Sport, Sport guns. guns. That's that's, what that's it. Yeah, that's go it. out there with a super soaker. Yeah. Work, work, work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. See now, of course, I would I would put something in the super soaker that would uh, stink, stink high to heaven as it hits each and every last one of them. Oh, I know what you could use, skunk. Skunk smell. I wonder if they sell that by the bottle. You know, I they, they sell something for hunters. Yeah, I think it's yeah, something like that. But, but it's it's like a pheromone or something. But I don't know if they sell skunk smell. That's uh, yeah, I don't know if they do that. Yeah, they do. They do have it for hunters. And you know, if you go out out deer hunting, you put this spray this shit on you, and it keeps your scent from the deer. Sense of you, okay? But they smell you. Okay? They smell you a mile away. And they got some pellicent nose on them, on them deer. But this I've is never a, been you know, hunting. Anything about hunting? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been deer hunting a few times. Yeah. So you spray that shit on you, and it counters your your scent. So you know you don't so the deer don't run off. But they smell you out there. You know. Yeah, that's what they use it for. But yeah, you know, stink. You know, from a from a from a skunk. <laughs> well, that'd be. They could always That'd put ammonia in, in the mix it with walk mix it in the water. Yeah, and there you go. There's another one. Put some ammonia in there. You know how you know how ammonia makes the eyes tear up real bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That'll teach them a few I lessons. I don't know if you have too many stink kitties up there, but we got them down here. Woo, man, that's. That's some powerful stuff, let me tell you. Well, the way I look at it is this. Something's got to be done. Something's got to give. Because the situation is beyond out of hand. It's out of control. And between you and me and the lamppost, I think it's time. Stronger measures are going to have to be taken. Stronger measures are going to have to be taken. I'll tell you what. 
lost consciousness in the hands of police while lying naked with a, a bag or a hood over his head. He was suffering a mental health emergency when officers found him. He died later in a hospital, and his death was ruled a homicide, but his autopsy did find PCP in his system. Mayor Lovely Warren appeared just stunned as she announced the retirement yesterday, but assured the public crowds gathering in Rochester, New York for the seventh straight night of protests there, painting a Black Lives Matter mural on the street where Daniel Prude was restrained by police before he died in custody. Just hours earlier, the chief of police stepped down, leaving the force along with other top officials in the wake of the controversy. Aisha Hasni's live here in New York City. So Aisha, who is leading that department now? Sandra, good morning to you. You know, it's incredible because for a few hours there yesterday, it appeared that no one, not even the mayor, knew who was leading that department. Of course, now we know that the chief, uh, Chief Laron Singletary, will remain in charge of that department, at least through the end of this month. As for why he's leaving, he released a statement to local media there saying, in part, as a man of integrity, I will not sit idly by while outside entities attempt to destroy my character. The events over the past week are an attempt to destroy my character and integrity. The mass exodus comes amid intense criticism and a night after night of protests over the death of Daniel Prude, that 41-year-old man lost consciousness in the hands of police while lying naked with a, a bag or a hood over his head. He was suffering a mental health emergency when officers found him. He died later in a hospital, and his death was ruled a homicide, but his autopsy did find PCP in his system. Mayor Lovely Warren appeared just stunned as she announced the retirement yesterday, but assured the public the city is in safe hands. President Trump also reacting last night, tweeting uh, in part this, police chief and most of the police in Rochester, New York, have resigned. The Democratic mayor and, of course, Governor Cuomo have no idea what to do. New York state is a mess. No money, tax, high taxes, and crime. Everyone fleeing November 3rd. We can fix it. Now, all of this comes, incidentally, on the same day a wrongful death lawsuit was filed by Daniel Prude's estate against the city of Rochester, the police chief, and 13 other defendants. The suit alleges that Chief Singletary misled the mayor by telling her that Prude died from an apparent drug overdose not as a result of uh, force used by officers. And by the way, Sandra, Mayor Lovely Warren, she's not named in this lawsuit, but she is facing immense pressure from protesters to also step down to city council looking into what she knew and when she knew it. Sandra? Aisha Hasi reporting from New York City this morning. Aisha, say Now that, <clears throat> obviously that must have been before the release of the, of the uh, body cam. Or was that, uh, no, that was a different case. Now, this is Rochester, New York. There's a lot of unanswered questions in Rochester. So, Gunslinger, based on what you just heard, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, here's here's what I what I think. If 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 the uh, if if the officers uh, 
account is questionable, then a federal investigation might be warranted. But why was he taken into custody? Okay? That's the one question that that I think needs to be answered. That's the one question I believe that deserves an answer. Uh, hold on. Sorry. Uh, for those of you who just heard the uh, clip start again, uh, that was not intended. But check this out. Mayor, interesting first name. Mayor Lovely Warren relieved Rochester, New York's police chief of duty Monday and requested a federal investigation into the death of a black man who died after a police encounter earlier this year. The announcement came after police chief Leron Singletary and several other senior police command members announced their resignations last week following unrest over the death of Daniel Prude. Singletary was to step down September 29th. We have a pervasive problem in the Rochester Police Department, one that views everything through the eyes of the badge, Warren said Monday during a hastily announced news conference. The culture of policing in Rochester must change. When Warren and Singletary have butted heads over the department's handling of Prude's death, she previously accused the city's top cop of misleading her on the circumstances of the case while said, he, while said his actions have been mischaracterized. I have directed the deputy mayor to, to initiate... To, Excuse me. To initiate a an internal management review of the city handling of the mental hygiene arrest and subsequent death of Daniel Prude. Frankly, the public should have been informed of Mr. Prude's death and the circumstances that led to his death in March. And after seeing the video, I should have been I should have conducted a formal review. Warren also announced that the city's the city communications director, Justin Raj, and Tim Curtin of the city's corporation council have been suspended without pay. Calls and messages to Singletary and the Rochester Locust Club, the police union, were not returned. Warren previously suspended seven officers involved in Prude's death with pay pending an investigation, Warren has requested a federal investigation into Prude's civil rights, into whether Prude's civil rights were violated, and if any city employees, including herself, violated any city of city police department policies. In addition, she asked the Justice Department to conduct a review of the police department, and that the city engage with an outside agency to review training manuals and regulations for police officers. The 41-year-old Prude died March 30th, a week after police officers put a spit hood over his head 
during a mental health response, a mental health response call, and amid COVID-19 transmission fears. A medical examiner ruled Prude's death a homicide caused by complications of asphyxia in the setting of physical restraint. Details of Prude's death ignited a wave of ongoing protests in the city while local activists and police union officials have demanded Warren step down. Now, what I'm about to show on the uh, video feed, ladies and gentlemen, is something that's going to be very disturbing. soon as I can uh, make adjustments to it. There. Now what you're, what, what I'm, I'm going to put, put the link to this uh, image in the chat room also. Uh, let me just Get away from that for just a second. There you go, Gunslinger. This way you can take a look at it also. Now let me put this image back up on the screen. Now, folks, what you're seeing on your screen and gunslinger the image I posted in the chat room link to it uh, this is from a uh, police sergeant's uh, video uh, body cam footage as you can see the man is uh, well not exactly dressed for going outdoors they put this uh, what looks like a bag over his head But it's uh, it's some sort of a spit restraint. Looks more like a plastic bag to me. And as you can see, there are four officers involved. But the the officer that's putting this bag restraint of of, or whatever they're calling it uh, on his head. Something tells me these officers are, are going to face some serious charges. And if they were suspended without, you know, suspended with pay, in light of this, of this image and the information that's coming out, they should be held in custody. That's my belief. What do you think, Gunslinger? I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the picture. Uh, I don't think it's going to flare too well for him. Putting a bag over his fucking head? What, are they fucking crazy? Hey, man, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, 
Well, is, is there a bag limit now? <laughs> bag limit? <laughs> wow. Um, um, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to think. I mean, wow. I think I did that, right? Suffocated or whatever. Well, they called it a spit hood. A who? A strip search? Hood. No, no. Spit. S-P-I-T. Hood. Oh. A spit hood. Oh, a spit hood. Yeah. Wow. I remember they that. They his head <laughs> I mean, during a mental health response call and amid COVID-19 transmission fears. Wow. It looks more like just a plain old plastic bag to me. It looks that way. I wonder if it says Walmart on the side. <laughs> I don't think it says anything on the sides. But still, I mean, to put something like that over a person's head and, you know, you're, you're cutting off available oxygen. And they should have known that. Okay? Now, what they could have done is, wearing latex gloves, they could have put a mask on him. It would have worked just as, just as effectively. But uh, they didn't. They put this... this Hood on them. I never heard of such a thing. It looks like I said. It looks just like a plain old plastic bag. Now, folks, I'm going to zoom in on this on this image. Shit. Try and zoom in here if I can. Now, take, now, now, I'm zoomed in on it as close as I can get, I think. Um, it, it's a plastic bag. That's all it is. That's what it looks like, a plastic bag. And the way it's wound up around him, no wonder he was asphyxiated. No wonder the, the, the medical examiner is saying he was asphyxiated. How the hell is he supposed to breathe in that thing? It's incredible. Now, personally, these these four officers should have been placed into custody. That is outright murder. I'm sorry, no matter how you slice the pie. But it does not excuse the rioting that took place in Rochester. It does not excuse that. The, the the kind of bu- the kind of bullshit that's been going on in other places is just it's insane. 
So I don't know. It is the, there has to be a there has to come a point in time when this shit is is going to either come to a head or comes to a stop. I mean, it's it, it's just it's just insane. I've never heard of anything like that. I mean, that's a, that's a and you learn something every day. That's a new one on me. I mean, using a bag like that, that hey, I, I don't care what kind. I mean, the dudes are strained. I mean, they put a mask on or something. I mean, funny the cops ain't wearing masks. You can have the guy on the left. Where you're out there, I wow. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It really is crazy the way things the way things are happening. Um. Now, story I wanted to, to bring up is missing. I, I saved it, and now it's not there anymore. Dirty name. Now, of course... Uh, Looking for, I can't find this. All the times, you know, you, 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 you have just when you think you got everything squared away, things disappear. I'll tell you what. Tell you what. We'll go. Oh, that's right. I put it. I I took a clip for it. Duh. George Floyd police officer's case begins its pre-trial stage. Take a listen to this. Trial proceedings for the case against the police. I'll start it again, but take a listen to this. This is what started the whole freaking insanity. This one case. Gunslinger, listen to this carefully and uh, tell me what you think afterwards. Trial proceedings for the case against the police officers involved in the death of George Floyd are underway. Both sides are already facing challenges. One America's Jacob Miller has the latest on the case. As the case against the police officers involved in the death of George Floyd inches closer, the public is keeping a close eye on the pretrial proceedings. This as all four defendants made their first court appearance together Friday, which also marks the first time they've been together since the incident.
Prosecutors already faced challenges in the case when the presiding Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill removed four prosecutors from the team. He called the work of Hennepin County Prosecutor Mike Freeman and three staffers, quote, sloppy after they consulted the medical examiner without a third party present. This means for now, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison will be the sole prosecutor trying the case. I promise a few things. One, we'll be scrupulously fair. Two, we will meet uh, all of our professional and ethical responsibilities. And three, we will work as hard as humanly possible. This is how we will achieve a just outcome. Meantime, the officers' defense teams came under controversy over their court filings pointing out Floyd's past. One attorney is allegedly looking to bring up Floyd's criminal record and characterize him as a danger to the community, citing previous investigation. Another attorney has filed court documents calling attention to Floyd's alleged history of drug use and argues Floyd likely died because of a fentanyl overdose while resisting arrest. He argues the charges should be dropped. In the court documents, the attorney also cites a prior incident where Floyd was arrested in North Minneapolis during a narcotics investigation. According to the initial Hennepin County Medical Examiner's autopsy report, fentanyl and evidence of recent methamphetamine use was found in Floyd's system. However, weeks later, the report declared Floyd's death a homicide. All the while, Floyd's family continues to defend Floyd, maintaining outrage with the video. I ask that everybody stand with us in solidarity as we tirelessly go through everything that we have to go through with the court because they're going to prolong this as long as they can because they have no ability at all to say that that video was right. That was wrong. Meantime, Cahill says he's planning for a six-week trial, which will include a jury selection period. He hopes to keep the names of the potential jurors anonymous to protect them from possible pressures and threats. The trial is expected to take place in the spring. Jacob Miller, One America News. All right, Gunn, you heard it. What do you think? Well, <laughs> I... It's it's a it's it's okay. He obviously was doped up on something. Okay, when they arrested him, okay, they just said it. Okay, uh, so that right there, that's going to throw you know, look at what he look what he was doped up on versus fentanyl or whatever it is. So I don't know. It's not going to be in the t- trial. It's not going to be until spring. Wow, that's next year. Hey, man. Hey, that's what they like. That's what it all started yeah. at. It's not what well, obviously yeah. Yeah, but Gunslinger, here's the thing. Okay? Whatever he was hopped up on still does not excuse what the lead officer did by pressing his, his knee into the man's neck oh, yeah. and cutting off the blood flow to the brain. Yeah, there's no there's no excuse for that, you know. That's 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 crazy. I mean, that right there in itself is crazy, and they should be prosecuted. I hope they do. I mean, this is you know, if they can do it to him, they can do it to you, or me, or anybody mm-hmm. else for that matter. You know, so they're they're you know, you never like I said, you're never going to get rid of cops. All right, all right give give me a break. But I'm all for retraining or whatever. Okay, where this doesn't happen. I mean. I mean, hell, I, I just might as well. Why don't you just go there and put your head under that fucking tire and just drive over yourself with a fucking car? Like you're, what's the difference? You know, you're dead. All right. 
So this is exactly what these people, those cops did. And they should be prosecuted. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, and and you know something they, they told it's going to be a jury trial. Good luck getting a jury that's impartial. In light of all the protesting and the, the rioting and all this other shit, do they really think they're going to get an impartial jury for this case? I don't think so. I don't see how. I just don't see how it's going to happen. But the only way they're going to get they there's there's no guarantee even if they move the venue, you know, gunslinger. Even if they move the venue, there's no guarantee they're going to get a, a you know an impartial jury because of all the anger and angst that's going on across America right now. I mean. Do you see an impartial jury in this case? I don't think they're not in this one, no. I mean, the evidence is clear, okay? So it should be a cut-and-dry deal. But, you know, any jury is going to see that since the force, he, that cop killed that guy, it, it's cut-and-dry. And it's, you know, they got it on video, and you know, the whole nine yards. So those guys, their goose is cooked. I don't see how it's going, they're going to say. I don't see how they're going to be, you know, found not guilty when the evidence is clearly there. That well, you see what happened. <laughs> I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I don't see them getting a jury, uh, uh, an impartial jury. I really don't. It, 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 if anything, it would have to go to a non-jury trial at this point. Because there's no there's no way in hell they're going to get an impartial jury. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. So, excuse me a second. Phew, sorry. Always while I'm on the air. <clears throat> Governor Gavin Newsom makes headlines again today. Actually, a couple of times today. First. He signs a bill changing California's sex offender law. I told you this would happen, folks. California's governor signed a bill allowing judges to decide on whether to add someone to the sex offender registry for engaging in sexual acts with a minor. Democrat Gavin Newsom signed the legislation Friday. And I have to yell guy, excuse me. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. The measure does not apply to minors under the age of 14 with an age gap larger than 10 years or with the sex when or when the sex was not consensual. As critics have pointed out, this could allow a 24-year-old having sexual intercourse with a 14-year-old to avoid having to register as a sex offender. Although the bill is backed by civil rights groups, including the California District Attorneys Association, critics were quick to blast the measure as legislation of pedophilia. California State Assembly member Lorena Gonzalez said, I cannot 
in my mind as a mother, understand how sex between a 24-year-old and a 14-year-old could, be, could ever be consensual. How it could ever not be a registrable, registrable offense. Originally introduced by San Francisco Democrat State Senator Scott Winner, the bill was touted as bringing fairness and equality to LGBTQ defendants. Scott Senator Weiner said on Twitter, "Proving once again, proving again, it's a true. Cha- he's a true champion for the LGBTQ community, even when it's hard." Governor Newsom signed hashtag SB145, ending discrimination against LGBTQ young people on California's sex offender registry. Thank you for seeing through the QAnon lies about this equality legislation. And he also posted a statement that I have to yell it again. Wow, this is getting ridiculous. While so, let me try that again. While some see this as a win for the LGBTQ community, others view the bill as discriminatory. This distinction and the law is is irrational and discriminatory towards LGBT youth as it treats these acts as more egregious of a crime than statutory rape. California State Assembly member Sidney Kamlanger. The California Police Chiefs Association, also backing the legislation, pushed back on criticisms in a tweet Friday It argued the bill does not legalize any crime against a child and still maintains criminal punishments under current law. Shit. This is getting ridiculous. I, I can't be that tired. So so let me see if I understand this correctly. The measure does not apply to minors under the age of 14 with an age gap larger than 10 years or when the sex was not consensual. This could all this could allow a 24-year-old a 24 having sexual intercourse with a 14-year-old to avoid having to register as a sex offender. Okay, first of all, I agree with... Uh, with the critics who are saying that you know I, I agree with uh excuse me here we go. This keeps up I'm gonna end the show at midnight because I won't be able I won't be able to stay awake. I can see it coming now. Now In this one paragraph, it says, although the bill is backed by civil rights groups, including the California District Attorney's Association, critics were quick to blast the measure as the legalization of pedophilia. And I agree with the critics. 
14 years old, you're still a minor. You're still a minor child. I don't give a fuck if there's a 10-year gap or not. It's still pedophilia. It's still child rape. So excuse me for, you know, for saying so, but Governor Newsom, you're a fuck-up, screw-up, and an idiot. And you need to be put out of office. You really do. You just endangered, I don't know how many millions of children in California. And any children visiting California with their parents. You just put pedophilia ahead of the safety and security of a child. You fucking prick. Well, you look at look at the numb sack that it's fucking coming from. Newsom, that idiot. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. Nothing that comes out of California surprises me anymore. Okay, I heard the words uh, a couple of days ago where um, Newsom he's he's blaming climate change for the fucking fires out there. Really? When there hasn't been any logging in California in 25 fucking years and all that debris and all that shit has piled up? Really? Climate change. Yeah. Well, this doesn't surprise me either. Coming from from an empty nut sack like he is, okay? These people, (laughs) hey, hey, hey. I'm telling you, they, they, they should smart cookies, let me tell you. Wow. Yeah, you're right. It's still, it's still pedophilia. You no doubt, no doubt about that one. But they embrace that out there. You know, like I said, it's where do you where do you think San Francisco is? Ah, that's right down there, fucking out. They're they're, they're out. <laughs> you know that. Well, according to uh, according to some reports, excuse me, shit, I didn't even know that, see that one coming. Damn. According to uh, oh, fuck, come on. In order to read this, I got to be. I got to unblock the ads. According to this one report, this is from Reading.com. I'm not sure whether I can trust that site or not. But it says here, during President Trump's visit to California on Monday, he again needled state leaders, calling them out for for policies he said have made wildfires worse. But so far this summer, two of every three charred acres in California, Oregon, and Washington have been owned by federal land management by Trump's administration. Now, it's an attack piece. Fuck you. (laughs) 
sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what the fuck's going on with me today. I have not been able to stay awake at all. Now, check this out. We know the order of succession for, as it, as it relates to the presidency of the United States. Skip that, and I'll, I'll, put, I'll put this filler piece it's hard to It's hard to comprehend. The pandemic will never end. Researchers predict we're now in the age of pandemics and COVID-19 won't be the last. That could be the end of a lot of fun stuff, like Halloween. Officials in L.A. have announced trick-or-treating parties in haunted houses have all been banned, which sucks because I already picked out my costume. I'm, I'm going as a hideous, malformed monster. Another COVID casualty, the happy birthday song. A Swedish study concluded that singing it can spread COVID thanks to the hard P and B sounds in the song. My solution? We sing a more upbeat song like this. Uh, Late night viewers will laugh at that. Thanks to COVID, 52% of young adults are now living at home with mom and pop. That's more than during the Great Depression. In other words, 52% of young adults are struggling to find a way to hook up while mom and dad are home. But I've got a solution for that, too. Had to move back in with your parents thanks to COVID? Romantic life taking a hit because of it. Well, that's no longer a problem thanks to single-occupancy romantic intimacy chambers. These state-of-the-art compartments come with everything you need for the perfect romantic evening. Cup holders? You bet. Stereo system? Hell yeah. Cocaine from Columbia? Whoa, how'd that get in there? It even comes with four wheels in case you never need to go anywhere, because nothing's open anyway. Just listen to these satisfied customers. Honestly, I'm not satisfied with this product or my son. Sorry, Pop. It beats hooking up in my old bedroom with dinosaur sheets still on the bed. There's still no girls around, but, uh, I mean, it's better. So order your single occupancy romantic intimacy chamber today. You can drive your parents crazy. You know, uh, Kat, I love stock video, but I'm always curious how they do the stock video for Coke scenes. You know, it's like we got to put this Coke in the glove compartment because somebody might buy that for a skit on a Fox News show. You never know. So you pull up, plug it in, you go, hey, I'm looking for some cocaine in a, in a glove compartment scene. And the stock video company actually has it. I mean, yeah, it's like Hollywood. There's probably some Coke there. Yes, I, I don't think I know. I, you didn't mention something though with it. The Los Angeles, uh, they said that online Halloween parties are allowed. Uh, so <laughs> that's fun, right? Like, no, no, I will not be doing that. I will not be dressing up in a costume for the internet unless things go very, very south and I have to for money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the confidence thing too, that bothers me because no one's going to be able to talk to me or my family again. Like, mm-hmm. Tim, Tim. <laughs> It's like pronounced like a sneeze. It is. It is weird having the P and the F together. It's almost like some kind of perverse sex. They're not supposed to be together. They're supposed to be apart. 
Oh, yeah, it is. That That is what it means. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it means. Uh, Joe, um, I don't know. Pick whatever element of this segment you want to discuss. <laughs> sure, I'll spin the wheel. <laughs> I think this is going to be the most ironic Halloween ever because it's you want to wear a mask and go out and you can't. And you're glad that people are throwing toilet paper at you. It's a complete <laughs> reversal. And I don't think it's the singing of happy birthday that is going to be a problem with health. Uh, I think it's the blowing across the cake. <laughs> yes, that's true. Like, we not talked about, like, that's kind of a, that's not a custom that's going to be around anymore. That is true. Thank God for that. Because, you know, you'd have Gramps blowing all over the cake and his teeth would come out and land right into the frosting. Dave, it's disgusting. What do you think? That is disgusting, Greg. I agree. And uh, as I think the only panelist here in Los Angeles, I will be out in a costume one way or another. Of course. I mean, look, just the idea that we're, we're still, we're still what, like six, six weeks roughly from uh, Halloween, and they've decided preemptively we have to cancel it. We've got people talking about not singing happy birthday. Basically what this pandemic has has sort of uh, elucidated is that there's a lot of people who just want to ruin everything for everyone else. No more yeah. happy birthday, no more Halloween, no more graduations and the rest of it. And, and for those of us that want to live and occasionally laugh, it's like, it's our job to, to do it doubly these days. That's really the truth. Yeah. You know, Tyrus, uh, despite it being my birthday and you got me nothing, uh, I do hate the birthday song. How do you feel about it? Well, I feel ironic, actually, because not only am I a guest on this show, uh, you have never, in fact, ever uh, said happy birthday to me, even to the point at one time the great producers, Holly and Joan, had a birthday cake in the room, in the meeting room I'm never invited to, where everyone had a piece, and you sat at your desk and just looked off in disgust. So, yeah, Greg, no happy birthday here. Don't worry about it. No COVID from these lips blowing across your punk-ass cake. So it's all good. You know, and here's the other thing about Halloween, man. We literally don't need it anymore because it's Halloween every day. You yes. got TikTok, you got Instagram, everyone putting fake pictures up, angles, all kinds of filters and stuff. So it's Halloween every day. Everyone's been eating like crap during COVID. They're ordering all their candy off Amazon. So if you need to have some trick or treats or whatever, just close your eyes, get on your little order on your app and pick a bunch of candy in different giant oversized boxes. Come to your door up, oh, trick or treat. Oh, I got a treat. Oh, it's a trick. Do a jump day. You can have Halloween at home. And as far as the old guys with their birthdays, after 13, we should stop anyways. It's, I mean, enough. You can do things like hashtag, you still here. Yeah. You made it. What about I funeral? Coming early. I mean, I agree. like, hey, just two more years till funeral time or whatever. I just think that birthday song is overrated and we need to just put it all behind us. Just no, have to no. you at home. Watch a video. I got to go. But I will say my favorite part about birthdays are like humorous greeting cards purchased at Dwayne Reed or Walgreens. So <laughs> I get a real kick card, out right? of those. They're always Not really happening. snappy and funny. A little chirpy no joke. There's no surprise party. There's no. no one jumping up behind you. Nothing. No, nothing. Because that's what guests do. What guests do, you? do nothing. Well, that was that, that was just a little something to throw out there. Uh, with uh, Gunslinger uh, having stepped away. I figure I'll throw that up there. And maybe he's back. I don't know. 
But, uh, yeah. I'm curious because, you know, Greg Gutfeld does a lot of, he does a lot of comedy stuff uh, over on the weekends. Let's see. Now this was put out this item was put out by good by goodhousekeeping.com. And the people that gave us the good housekeeping seal of approval for many, many, many years. Well, apparently, guess what? It may not be canceled per se, but it's certainly interesting. What they're doing. Another reason to ruin a child's growing years. Places where Halloween events are changing or canceled. Okay. Now get this. Health experts and local officials across the nation are working to prevent new outbreaks of illnesses by reimagining classic Halloween events. Los Angeles County officials first banned trick-or-treating activities outright before revising their stance to tell residents it's not recommended. Certain Halloween activities may be canceled this year, and we're sharing a list, and, and Good Housekeeping shared a list on, on all of this. So check this out, folks. Some cities may be forced to create rules and regulations around Halloween festivities this year as new cases of, of Novel coronavirus continue to plague Americans. Health officials have long predicted a new, sur- a new surge in COVID-19 cases in the fall. As temperatures drop and the flu season approaches, all while celebrations, including Halloween, fast approach. California health officials in Los Angeles have already made headlines as one of the first groups to mandate new rules and regulations around Halloween. As the Los Angeles Times reported, officials tried to issue an outright ban on trick-or-treating altogether telling residents that it would be near impossible to maintain safe social distance if everyone took to the streets on the same night. But officials had to reverse some of their new rules after facing a public outcry. Even a pandemic can't cancel Halloween, L.A. County Supervisor Janice Hahn told the Times. While most Halloween trick-or-treaters will most likely have some kind of access to festivities this year. Others may benefit more 
from staying home, even if local activities are can, aren't canceled. Per guidance established by officials at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, elderly individuals and those with compromised immune systems are at greater risk for severe COVID symptoms, COVID-19 symptoms, should they contract the disease. Those with chronic conditions, including cancer, kidney disease, type 2 diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular issues, among others, are at the greatest risk. Even underlying medical conditions, including asthma and high blood pressure, may put you at higher risk for severe complications. Most importantly, CDC officials note that children who have neurologic, genetic, or metabolic conditions or those with congenital heart disease could be at risk for severe illness from COVID-19 compared to other children. Skipping Halloween festivities is best for kids with a complex medical history. Or at the very least, guardians should plan on speaking with a healthcare professional beforehand. Now, which Halloween activities are canceled? Each and every state, city, and county will have different guidance in place to keep the spread of coronavirus in check. But you can expect most local guidance to be based on national recommendations made by the CDC. These guidelines have changed over time. Initially, there were suggested limits on how many people should gather in one place and suggested self-quarantines for those who travel. Currently, specific crowd limitations have been been replaced by tips for maintaining social distance and limiting the amount of individuals in one shared airspace. Plus, advice for controlling crowds before, during, and after the event takes place. Plus, CDC officials have split all events into various risk categories to help organizers plan a lower-risk gathering. Here are COVID-19 transmission risk categories for events per the CDC. Lowest risk, virtually only, virtual-only gatherings, including digital video conferences and events held over Zoom. Moderate risk, Small outdoor and indoor person gatherings where where individuals can remain six feet apart while wearing face masks. They do not share or touch the same services, but come from the same local area. Higher risk. Medium-sized in-person gatherings where attendees stay six feet apart, but still live and travel from the same area. Highest risk large in-person gatherings where people are traveling from outside the local area to attend and local and social distancing is hard to maintain. Other factors that determine risk. The final amount of people at any event, the amount of vulnerable or particularly at-risk guests in attendance, the size of the location and local transmission rates and new cases in the area. 
with the CDC's guidelines in mind, it's safe to say that some Halloween traditions will likely not be safe during the pandemic and could be restricted moving forward. Here's that two-word phrase again, moving forward. Haunted houses, for one, put an elevated amount of people in poorly ventilated areas that are short on space. Halloween parties or events, like those at schools or community centers, will look, will look vastly different this year if they're held at all. And given that some states have travel restrictions to keep new cases at bay, CNN has published a full list of restrictions here. There's a, there's a, a applicable link on, on the page that I'm looking at. Any sort of long-distance travel for Halloween tours in spooky locales will be more difficult as well as risky. Places where Halloween events are changing or canceled. Some cities have already announced cancellations and new regulations surrounding Halloween events this year. Certain events may be already canceled or postponed due to current gathering restrictions in place in each state, which you can learn more about using AARP's Master Guide to State-by-State Crowd Restrictions. And there's a link, clickable link for that as well on the page I'm looking at. Los Angeles County, California. Let me put a cigarette out here real quick. A new health order issued by the Department of Health has mandated that any large gatherings or parties open to the public, either indoors or outside, won't be permitted. Festivals, haunted houses, carnivals, and other attractions will not be allowed to operate this year. Disneyland's Boogie Boogie Bash has already been canceled. Officials have reversed their decision on door-to-door trick-or-treat activities and will allow car parades and and drive-in movie theaters to operate on Halloween, as well as themed meals at outdoor restaurants. Right here in, in in New York, New York, while health officials have yet to release specific guidelines or regulations for Halloween, the city's Greenwich Village Halloween Parade, the largest public participatory event in the country, according to the New York Post, has been canceled. The event's organizers told the Post that a smaller surprise event may be planned to reduce COVID-19 risks. In the Halloween capital of the United States, Salem, Massachusetts, one of New England's most iconic Halloween destinations, Salem won't host any of its haunted happenings, parades, and festivals as Phase 3 of Massachusetts reopening guidelines limit indoor gatherings to 25 people and outdoor events to less than 100. Boston.com reports that shopping will still be allowed and several attractions like museums and restaurants will be open with reduced capacities. Chicago, Illinois. While the state has yet to release specific guidelines for Halloween festivities, the Chicago Tribune reports that city suburbs like Highwood have already called off 
its annual pumpkin festival, and more area happenings are expected to follow. Illinois' emergency COVID-19 guidelines prohibit gatherings of more than 50 people at any one time. I guess they didn't uh, take into account the rioters and the alleged peaceful protesters. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of these, but here's one from Arlington, Texas. (laughs) Gunslinger's home state. Six Flags has also reportedly re-envisioned its Halloween events at most of its theme parks across the nation, including Six Flags over Texas, just outside of Dallas. The new event is designed to keep risks low and gets rid of mazes, haunted houses, and indoor shows, and reduces the amount of live actors in the park, according to Fox News. Now, here's something that is the last part of this. It says how to keep your family safe this Halloween. Thankfully, risks associated with heading out in your neighborhood can be greatly reduced with some planning ahead of Halloween. If you're planning to get out and trick-or-treat with your children in a local neighborhood, health experts say keeping your group limited to those living in your home or in your pandemic bubble can reduce the risk of spread. You'll need to be prepared to keep your hands sanitized, avoid touching your face as much as possible, and work to practice keeping toys or costumes away from others with your child's, with your kids beforehand. Of course, you'll also need to keep a mask on while outside of your home, and your kids will need to do so, need to do so too. Which shouldn't be too hard given how many costumes can be made better with a mask this year. So, as far as Halloween goes, it looks like Halloween is pretty much frowned upon. And it's a shame because, you know, children look forward to trick-or-treating. You know, they like to get out there in costumes and everything and, you know, and have fun. But with all of these guidelines and guidance Observations and so on and so on. I'm sorry, but somewhere along the line, uh, for a child to, you know, to be um, for a child to be a child, they have to be able to, you know, go out there and have fun. And children, a lot of children will be wearing costumes with that come with masks. I'm not talking the masks like we have to wear currently, you know, day, day, every day. But now they want you to put a mask on the, on, the, on the child's face while they're, what, wearing another mask? That's, that's more dangerous than anything because now you're really putting it on tight there. Unless you put the mask over top of the, fa- of the other mask. Could you, <laughs> could you see some? Some kid wearing wearing a Spider-Man mask with with a with a uh, 
with, with a disposable mask over top of that? I mean, seriously, did you see that? I couldn't. I, it would, I'm sure it would look rather cute, but I don't know. Something about that just doesn't make sense. This doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Gunslinger, are you back? Yeah. Did you did hey, you hear what I know? What I what, yeah. I know what I'm going to have for a Halloween costume this year. I'm going as a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of making a mask, you know, with, with a with a protective mask hidden behind it, a mask that looks like the coronavirus. I'm pretty creative. I can do that. Great big mask that looks like a coronavirus mask. Actually. I've got my Darth Vader helmet. I've got my full Darth Vader mask in the clo- in my bath in my bedroom clo- Ooh, bedroom closet. I could take a disposable mask and put that over Darth Vader's face. <laughs> I just, could you see Darth Vader with a with a disposable mask on? The coronavirus is strong with this one. Yeah, there you go. I I thought of it, so it's mine. I I, I claim I claim ownership of it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That that'll be that'll be good. But it's it's incredible how we 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 seem to have we're we're basically seeing. Um, Events like Halloween being pretty much just you know ruined because of this because of this uh, COVID nineteen hoax. And, and what about Thanksgiving and Christmas? You know, how are families supposed to get together for Thanksgiving? Come Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, I haven't seen my family gather in one place uh, since my brother passed away. And I don't see that happening in the foreseeable future because of this COVID-19 crap. It's a great, it, 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 it's become the, the means by which a family doesn't have to get together. Or can't because of COVID nineteen. And I'm sorry. You know, there are some things that you know you just you just have to do. But no, in my family, we won't get together again. Again, this we will not get together this year. And it's, and it's kind of it's kind of depressing, you know. 
Well, Thanksgiving, what about Christmas? New Year's. You know, that's up right after it. <laughs> now, that's gonna, now, that's a really good question about New Year's. What about when the ball drops? You know how many thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people gather in Times Square every year to watch the ball drop? Mm-hmm. And nobody's even thought about that yet. Oh, excuse me. Well, Gunslinger, you know how we keep hearing about uh, the president. We we always there's a lot of going on with the presidential election, right? What if, God forbid, by January 20th, they have not declared a winner yet? Do you know who takes over as acting president of the United States of America? Nancy Pelosi. She would have to resign her speakership, resign from the Congress before she could become acting president. There's a scary thought there, friend, and I've got an audio clip I'm going to play for you. Take a listen to this and tell me what you think. A few what-if scenarios. What if mail-in voting is a mess? What if states send competing slates of electoral votes to Washington, D.C.? And what if Congress can't sort it all out by January 20th? That's a question for Chad Pergram, our congressional correspondent, joining us now live on Capitol Hill. So, Chad, could we get a President Nancy Pelosi? Well, it's very possible, but it is a remote uh, possibility. This is something that President Trump has touted on a couple of occasions, but it is rather remote. Let me run you through the scenario here. It does get a little bit complicated. Now, states have to decide by mid-December which electors to send to Washington. But what happens if a state is still counting? In 1960, Hawaii sent in two electoral slates, one for John F. Kennedy, the other for Richard Nixon. For example, there there are conflicting uh, sets of electors that are sent to the Congress if uh, a governor or or a legislature refuses to send any electors uh, to to the Congress. You know, there's a great deal of discretion that is uh, left with the Congress. But if Congress can't decide who wins in the Electoral College, the 12th Amendment to the Constitution dictates the House elects the president in a contingent election. The House has elected two presidents, Thomas Jefferson in 1801 and John Quincy Adams in 1825. But Pelosi could become president if they haven't sorted this out by Inauguration Day. Now, the Presidential Succession Act would kick in. Keep in mind, on Inauguration Day, if you don't have a president and you don't have a vice president, then the Speaker of the House is next in line. And the Speaker of the House would have to resign from Congress and also from the Speakership. Uh, That's something that's never happened before. And that person is the acting president, Sandra. But, Chad, the chances of this are remote, correct? That's right. Pretty remote. You know, there's a lot of things that have to happen. Two cracks. Congress has to certify the Electoral College. Then you would have a contingent election. But if you don't, you know, keep in mind that the states figure this out. The state delegations in the House of Representatives each gets one vote. Listen. There's no difference in the political power of the states, no matter how small or large they are, if it comes to the U.S. House having to decide who is 
president of the United States. In other words, California with 53 seats is the equivalent of South Dakota with just one. Each gets one vote. And right now, even though Democrats are in the majority in the House of Representatives, Republicans have a majority of state delegations. This is very important. And that could switch. It's pretty close right now in terms of state delegations in the elections this fall. Sandra? Very interesting stuff. Chad Pergram, as always, thank you. Give me a second. I'm going to switch to my handheld microphone. Okay. So, basically, there you have that. Gunslinger, your thoughts. That would be a pretty horrible thought, Pelosi being acting president, which I don't think it's going to get to that point anyway. You know, Trump's going to win in a landslide. Uh, but there's always a possibility. Like I said, anything is always anything's possible. Okay. Uh, but boy, whew, man. <laughs> that would be a very, very interesting situation, to say the least. Okay. I don't see it happening. Okay, because like I said, I'm pretty uh, sure that Trump is going to win a landslide. Okay, I mean, look at the polls. I mean, how's he going? How else is he not going to win unless they pull some major voter fraud? And then we'll know. You know, we'll know. So it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be a little interesting ride to the rest of the year. There ain't no doubt about that. Well, I hope to God we don't see it happen. But at the same time, too, it's a very real possibility. A possibility I'd rather not see happen, but let's face the reality. If the mail-in, if mail-in voting screws things up and the votes aren't fully counted in time to declare a winner, we could very well see a President Pelosi, acting President Pelosi. Go ahead. Well, I don't think that if that was, if, if that was to happen, I don't think that she would have full presidential powers. She couldn't. She couldn't yes, resend anything. She could. Yes. Oh, she wouldn't have. She would still she have, have, the same, have the full power of the executive branch at her disposal. Interesting. I don't see how she could do that. Well, I don't know. I'm not a congressional. I'm not a constitutional scholar or whatever, so I have no idea. But if, if that was the case, then we, we're fucked. If if that happens, and if is a big word, but it's you know, it's just two letters. You know, if. <laughs> My 
biggest concern with all of this, okay, my biggest concern with all of this is the fact that this is what the Democrats could be leading to. This is what they could be leading toward. It takes time for the, the, the votes to be counted, or if voter fraud is truly going to be committed, done in such a way that once they count votes and everything, and the winner is declared, I got a feeling the winner will be Biden if it comes down to Pelosi becoming acting president. I wouldn't put it past the Democrats to do that. The, 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 the only thing I believe that would prevent this from happening <clears throat> is if enough people said, fuck this, I'm going to the polls and vote like I've always done and, gone and, and go to the polls. But I'm being, we're getting push from social media people like Facebook. I don't know if you've seen this gunslinger, but there have been um, advertisements from Facebook where they actually are pushing mail-in voting. They're pushing it. And it's like, what the fuck? The Democrats are pushing it? Now, well, of course, it's owned by liberals, Facebook, So it doesn't surprise me that they're pushing mail-in voting, too. And what bothers me the most in all of this is there are people that are going to be stupid enough to do the mail-in voting. I have a a mailing here from the United States Postal Service that talks about three ways to vote in this year's general election. All right? I don't know if we're going to be able to see this or not on the camera. Let me see if I can hold this up. This is what I got in the mail recently, okay? It points out mail-in voting, early voting, and of course, the general election voting at a at a poll at a voting station. Okay, I could opt for early voting, which would be the same as going to the, to the polls on election day itself, because they, they'll use the machines. But why would I do the early voting? I've always gone on election day. Always. America, get out and vote. Don't don't settle for the mail-in voting because that could be that can be tampered with. Do not do the absentee balloting thing because that can be tampered with. Now, if you're going to do absentee balloting, I hope you're going away on vacation somewhere where you know you won't be able to vote. 
that's what absentee balloting is all about, in case you can't be at the election station. Now, I'll tell you something right now. I've, I've, I've had people, earlier today, I had some people ask me if I was voting early, and I said no. They said, well, aren't you afraid of what might happen at the polling station? I said, what? What's going to happen at the polling station? Well, this one person turned to me and said, well, we were told by a group of people that if we show up at, the polling, at, at our polling station, we'll be, they will block us from going through the door. I'm like, really? So a group of people actually told you that they will stop you from going to vote. Did you go to the police? Uh, no. I said, go to the police. Do you know who these people are? No. Can you describe them? Yeah. Then go to the police. The voter intimidation crap has already begun. That's voter intimidation. If somebody were to come up to me and say, especially if I'm going in to vote, if somebody comes up to me and says, you can't go in there to vote and tries to stop me, I will pick them up bodily and throw them through the brick wall. I will throw them right into the brick wall head first. I will not give a fuck. And as I'm throwing them, I'm going to tell them, I'm voting the way I always do. Fuck you. Nobody's going to intimidate me for my, when it comes to my voting. People, if you're out there and someone says they'll stop you from voting, make sure you get a really good description of the person and or persons involved and report it to the police. That's voter intimidation. That's illegal. Gun? Go ahead. Well, yeah. I mean, if anybody tried to stop you from voting, they said, oh, really? Yeah, we'll see about that. Okay. A lot of people would be intimidated by that. It just depends on the person. But um, they wouldn't bully. They wouldn't bully with me. Okay, probably wouldn't bully with you either. But you'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that should be that should be a federal crime. You know, it may be a federal crime. <laughs> I believe it is. A, I believe it's a it's a felony under federal law. I'm almost ninety nine percent sure of that. What you're doing there, buddy? I'm killing a Democrat bug. Yeesh. Putting a Democrat bug out of his misery. <laughs> Take that. Take that. Take that, you damn Democrat. Take that. <laughs> he, <looking> <laughs> he, left, he left big welts on that bug, boy, I tell you. He didn't need his ricochet off the fucking wall. <laughs> One after the flash water. Ooh, bugs water. Uh, Democrats uh, water. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Are you having trouble with Democrats? 
Do you need a guaranteed way to swat them away? Well, get Ronco's Democrat Swatter. It's six feet wide by six feet long, and it is lightweight, but it is powerful. Democrat Swatter from Ronco. <laughs> I could see the advertisement being like that. <laughs> Makers of the Ron Popeil. Hairspray. Remember that shit? All you're doing is spray painting your scalp. Unbelievable. The shit people would, would buy. Now, lawmakers uh, are racing to pass government spending, stimulus, and more ahead of the November election. Check this out. While the November election looming just two months ahead, Congress is racing to push forward major legislation. While the Senate reconvened last week, the House reconvened for the first time since their month-long August recess on Monday. This is the last work period before left. Uh, try again. This is the last work period left before the elections, with just 12 working days scheduled. First on the agenda is avoiding a government shutdown. Both chambers face a September 30th deadline to pass stopgap government funding, a stopgap government funding bill. They are expected to use a continuing resolution in order to continue funding at the 2020 fiscal year levels. Democrats and Republicans have agreed not to include any controversial aspects in the legislation to avoid a stalemate and ensuing shutdown. Therefore, leaders of both chambers have decided not to include the next coronavirus relief bill in the spending legislation. The fifth stimulus package has proven extremely difficult to reach a deal on as Congress and the White House have been at odds over the legislation for months now. Last week, Republicans pushed a $500 billion package in the Senate in an attempt to provide some aid to struggling Americans, but Democrats shot the bill down. It doesn't help state and local workers at all, claims House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Our heroes, hence the name HEROES Act, healthcare workers, first responders, fire police, transportation, sanitation, teachers, teachers, teachers. This is Nancy Pelosi saying teachers at least three times. Food workers who meet the needs of people will be fired. GOP senators have given a dire prediction for any future hopes for relief and have said it's up to Speaker Pelosi to drop the costly Democrat demands holding up the legislation. Meanwhile, the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, I have to yawn, excuse me, 
Uh, Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee is conducting a broad investigation into the transition period between the Obama administration and Trump administration. On Wednesday, Senate, uh, Senator Ron Johnson is holding a vote to authorize subpoenas for several officials in his probe into the Obama administration. Additionally, the House is pushing multiple non-discrimination bills forward. The legislation being considered includes bills aimed at protecting pregnant women from workplace discrimination, promoting diversity in education, and condemning all forms of anti-Asian sentiment tied to COVID-19. Finally, the Senate is... Excuse me. Damn. Finally, the Senate is gearing up to vote several judicial nominations throughout the week. Now, President Trump says that Pelosi and Schumer do not want a deal on pandemic relief. He said this back on uh, September 9th. So... I'm beginning to wonder if you may be right. Go ahead. I, you know, yeah. Um, I guess we'll see, okay, because, you know, but a lot of things could change. I guess they could. But I don't see that changing much. I, I still say that Trump's going to be a landslide. Everything's pointing to it. Especially that rally, those two rallies he had over the weekend, 30,000 people. <laughs> on each one, not just one, each. How can you tell he's not? Oh, damn it. I go to say something and I end up yawning. It, it doesn't and what was great me. about it. Yeah, and what was great about it is that 98% of the people in there was wearing masks. You know what they said? You know what was on the mask? Trump. <laughs> they got masks now that's got Trump on it. You believe that? <laughs> I believe it. Um, Kathy uh, Press, yeah. if, you to, if you were to go to kathypress.com right now, just go to, to the main site itself, you could find masks for Trump-Pence 2020. You could find uh, all kinds of different Trump masks, all different kinds of Biden masks. Oh, yeah, they're out there. <clears throat> now, you oh. see, me personally, I would want a Trump mask. It would be a collector's speaking item. Of, uh, speaking of uh, Sleepy Joe, he had to play that second clip from uh, Mark Dice. I put it in the FFNO earlier, I oh, think. Yeah, I wanted to get to that. I haven't even heard that myself. He exposed, man, this dude is a fraud. So, oh, man, that's why Trump's going to win. <laughs> okay. Now I gotta I gotta give some props here because uh, 
I've enjoyed Mark Dice's stuff for a long time now, and I got to tell you, I would just I I tell you something. I would love to have Mark Dice come on this show just once, just once, yeah, well, maybe twice, because the guy's cool. Wait, wait till you hear this this um, this latest this latest uh, piece that he put together, and it was posted today. It was posted today. Oh my God! Sake. This is getting ridiculous. I can't. I can't focus. I cannot focus my eyes anymore. I can't even see straight. Okay. Uh, oh shoot! Got something. There, my eyes, my right eye was burning. Okay, I'll put this in the chat room like so, and now we'll just go over here like so and hit it. The first presidential debate is in just two weeks, so I'm going to start stocking up on popcorn. And because the election is just now set. first presidential debate is in just two weeks, so I'm going to start stocking up on popcorn. And because the election is just now seven weeks away, Joe Biden has finally left his basement and is starting to do interviews. Like this one, CNN's Jake Tapeworm, where Joe Biden tried to reassure the viewers that he's not too old or too slow for the job. And when it comes to Donald Trump versus me, just look at us, okay? Just look at us. I mean, this idea of, you know, slow Joe. <laughs> I, anyway, I, I shouldn't laugh about it because, uh, anyway, Donald Trump, uh, just look at us both, watch us, and determine whether or not you think. Uh, um, <laughs> We've been watching, and we're pretty worried about you, Joe. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with. Uh, with, uh, I don't know. Uh, Joe really loves his notes, and unlike every other presidential candidate in modern history, he uses them during live interviews. Here he is using them repeatedly during an interview with Anderson Cooper, where they are obviously taped on the side of his monitor or propped up on his desk using a document stand. The, the vice president echoed the president last night by, uh, by telling uh, Americans that they would not be safe in Joe Biden's America. <laughs> well, you know, look, um, if you think about it, Donald Trump's saying uh, you're not going to be safe in Joe Biden's America. All the video being played is being played in Donald Trump's America. You know, uh, to prove that you should be scared of Joe Biden, they're pointing to what's happening in Donald Trump's America. We're in a position where you have 50 million people needing Social Security. I mean, excuse me, needing uh, um, uh, unemployment insurance. This is truly bizarre, and it didn't go unnoticed. How about the questions asked by Anderson Cooper yesterday? Anderson Cooper, he's interviewed me a lot over the years, and I always got along with him, but they were tough interviews. Did you hear the questions? And Biden kept looking down. I think he was reading the answers off a teleprompter, right? 
I think he was reading the answers <laughs> off the teleprompter, and that's happened before. President Trump is right, and Joe Biden isn't just reading notes that are printed and posted off camera. His staff appears to actually be inputting talking points into a teleprompter during his interviews. And I would like to know, what will your administration do to help them give them that chance? Thank you. <clears throat> what up here? You know, there used to be a basic bargain in this country. Workers shared in the wealth their work helped create. Move it up here, he says, referring to the text on the teleprompter that screen because the operator started it too soon. And he's obviously reading from it. With this AFL-CIO union virtual event, all of those questions were pre-recorded for him. And obviously, they gave him the questions in advance and his staff typed up the answers and put them into the teleprompter. Look, um, one, one, one of the things that, um, uh, um, that I think is really important is that uh, we somehow put that back on. There's somehow that we're in a situation where we... Uh, um, put that back on, he says, talking to his staff, telling them to put the talking points back in the teleprompter. And looky here, when old Joe was showing off some family photos to James Corden on The Late Late Show, you could see in the reflection on the glass, his teleprompter was turned on and filled with talking points for him. Of course, old Joe has a teleprompter in his basement for his occasional prepared remarks, but it certainly shouldn't be turned on during a live interview, nor filled with text, unless, um, uh, well, come on, man, he's using it. Joe Biden's campaign press secretary was asked about this by Fox News' Brett Baer, and I think the answer to the question is pretty clear. Has Joe Biden ever used a teleprompter during local <clears throat> interviews or answer a Q&A with supporters? Brett, we are not going to engage. This is, this is straight from the Trump campaign. Well, yeah, they're question. using and, it. And what it, does, and what it does, Brett, is it's trying to distract the American people. I'm just, from, they're from, using from it. From they the talk pandem- about it every day. Can you what? say yes or no? That's because they talk about it every day, Brett, because they don't have a coherent strategy. Well, you have strategy. an answer. Yes or no, Brett. They talk about it every day because they don't have a coherent argument for why Donald Trump deserves re-election, deserves four more years. We know that he lied to the American people. We know that he has not uh, shown leadership during this crisis, and they are desperate to throw anything they can against the wall to try to distract from that fact. I understand, but you can't answer the question. Brett, I am not going to allow the Trump campaign to funnel their questions through Fox News and get me to respond (laughs) to that. Well, TJ, we appreciate your time, and thank you for coming on. This guy's obviously a very inexperienced Democrat because instead of just outright lying, he continuously tries to pivot and avoid the question, but you can't pull one over on Brett Baer that easy. Look at how happy he is. He thinks that he actually beat Brett Baer when everybody who sees this knows the obvious answer. Here he is on MSNBC talking with Al Sharpton where he appears to be reading his prepared remarks. The resources where they're really needed. That's exactly right. And look what's happened here. What's happened here is that the economic recovery has to be just equitable. And we know the black communities are likely to bear a heavy economic burden in the crisis. Black workers disproportionately work in low-wage jobs face-to-face services, hospitality, leisure industry, which are taking an especially big hit. 
We need federal leadership to make sure that, that this recovery benefits everybody, especially those who've been left behind in the past. Any jurisdiction that receives stimulus funding should be required to track and release the data on potential racial disparities. And the Treasury and the Small Business Administration should track lending to make sure minority business owners who are faced with too many barriers to credit to begin with in capital for far too long get treated justly. Okay, you can't tell me that he's just talking off the top of his head. He is reading that. And I'd be willing to bet that MSNBC gave him the questions in advance. Just like CNN gave Hillary the Notes crinkling. And in order to avoid that, those very high numbers, we have to do at least several things. One, we have to uh, depend on what the president's going to do right now. And first of all, he has to uh, tell, uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is he's got to get in place things that were shortages of. Um, you know, it gets down to testing. It's about uh, testing, tracing, and treatment. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of live stream things that are, I'm getting just getting used to. And, uh, and it's, but it amazes me uh, that everybody is, uh, you know, uh, tuning in. To- this is why there are growing calls from the New York Times and other elitists saying that the presidential debates should be canceled. I myself, don't tell anybody I told you this, especially don't tell Joe Biden that there should be any debates. I do not think that the president has comported himself in a way that anybody has any association with truth, evidence, data, and facts. I I wouldn't legitimize a conversation with him, nor a debate in terms of the presidency of the United States. Gee, Nancy, what could go wrong? If you agree with me, go to Joe. 30330 and help me in this fight. This was in August of 2019, almost a full year ago. And since Joe Biden is aging in dog years, that means it was seven years ago. If Joe actually shows up to the debates, we should take bets on how many times he's going to lean on his favorite catchphrase. Come on, man. 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 Come on, come on, man. 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 Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. Well, Joe, I think you just gave us one more reason. And it is in Joe's honor that I've released my new Come On, Man, Trump 2020 shirt. And I just released this new The Truth is Being Censored shirt that I'm sure many of you will understand. But if those aren't your style, there are more than a dozen designs, all available in a t-shirt, long sleeve, and a hoodie, and a whole... Okay. Don't need to put his advertising out there. I'm not going to get a percentage of it. You know, Mark Dice just proved a lot of the things I've said about Joe Biden, that he's feeble-minded, Okay. <clears throat> Here's a guy who has to depend on a teleprompter and during a, a normal, a, 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 what's supposed to be a normal interview, he doesn't even bother to turn the teleprompter off. Doesn't turn it off. <clears throat> the guy should.
should not be running for president. This guy should not be running at all. He's clearly out to lunch. (coughs) But Joe Biden, if he can't you know, put together a full sentence. If he has to have notes and a teleprompter and the answers given to him or the questions given to him so he can so they can write so his campaign can write down the answers and put it up on a teleprompter what's he gonna do? If he does become president, what's he gonna do in a crisis? He's going to fucking fold like a house of cards. Gunslinger? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. You get on Sleepy Joe. Oh, come on, man. That only proves. If that video right there does not prove to everybody that this motherfucker shouldn't even be president of the uh, pick up dog shit out of your backyard association. Okay. I don't know who I will. All right. This guy has obviously has, has mental issues. Okay. There's no doubt about it. Alzheimer's, whatever, dementia, whatever it is. Okay. He can't even speak coherently. He can, you see how he bumbles his words, and you see proof right there. He's reading off of a teleprompter. Okay, and hell, you even seen the reflection in the fucking picture that he was showing. You see it right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> so when you have a person that cannot speak on his own two feet, okay, does Trump read off of a teleprompter? No. Why Actually, does no. Trump not? <clears throat> Oh, actually, I got to I got to stop it there for just a second because no, Trump does use a teleprompter, but sometimes he goes off script. Well, I think he, he I think he, he goes. You know, I'm sure most of his speeches are not from a teleprompter. They're they're right off, you know, live and and live. Okay. He may use it here and there. I'm probably. <laughs> But my, but my point is that Trump—it's right there, right? They're right there next to his podium. Yeah, well, most of the time Trump can use and create his own words. He doesn't have to read it. Yeah, he doesn't have to read it off of a teleprompter, just like those rallies there this weekend. Yes. He didn't have the teleprompter. Works with speech writers to to have a general outline of a speech. But like I said, he does go off, he'll go off script in a heartbeat. And when he goes off script, it sounds better than any written state, any written speech. But he does have a written speech oh, yeah. prepared on the teleprompter. <clears throat> what I'm trying to say. I don't know of anybody who go into these rallies blind without one. But he knows how to use it. Joe Biden doesn't. Yeah, well... Trump does this because that automatic Biden couldn't do it. There's no way in hell Biden could do something like that. 
people that everything that he speaks has to be off of um, either notes in front of him or a teleprompter. But the point that I was making is Trump, that shows leadership. That, that means that you can work under pressure, okay, in a crisis. In a crisis, you're not going to have a teleprompter, okay? Like you said, Biden would fucking melt in a fucking heartbeat, okay? While Trump, let's see, let's, let's attack this logically. Let's, let's see what we can do about this, okay? Do you do this, you do this, you do this. That's leadership, okay? Yeah. But when he, you sit there and you know, give, you know, giving him, you know, giving him the, the, the straight skin on what's happening and advise him on the best course of action as far as what he can legally do and so forth. But well, yeah. at the end of the day, once he gets that, once his advisors have done that, he sits down and he, and he doesn't even have to think for like 10 seconds. He'll just around and say, okay, well, we need to do this, 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 and this. Let's get it done. Well, yeah, again, that shows leadership because look at the empire that he built, okay? He didn't, he didn't um, build that from his basement, okay? Although probably Joe would fucking say, oh, he built that from his basement, okay? But anyway, that still no, shows no, leadership. No, probably repeat Obama's words. He didn't build that. Oh, he, yeah, that's right. He didn't build that, yeah. Yeah, Obama built that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm, but I'm saying that it shows leadership. Biden does not have leadership. And look at the damn thing. He said he's been in there 47 fucking years, and what has he done? Trump's been no. in office what? Almost four years. Almost four years, and has done everything in a matter of a short period of time. That goes for all them fucks. Pelosi, Chuck the fuck, you know, all of them. What have they done? Forty-seven months Trump's been in office, and he's done more in forty-seven months than Joe Biden did in forty-seven years. In forty-seven fucking years, yeah, go figure that one. So, who's the better choice in this? (laughs) It's pretty clear. But seriously, Joe Biden is suffering some type of mental problems probably health problems, because there was that one that they they showed a picture of last week, I think it was, where he had an IV stuck in his fucking hand to show the IV, but you could clearly see where an IV was, and they've had nurses and doctors verified. That's an IV mark, okay? Why is he doing that? What's up? What's up with that? I mean, you usually don't get an IV unless you're sick or in the hospital, Normally, yeah, because so what's Trump is Trump is seventy four. Yeah, seventy four. Yeah, he's in better he's in better health in a better health condition than Biden is. Oh hell yeah! They, they ain't even, yeah, that that's that's not even on the scale to compare Trump's health with Joe Biden's health. Okay, Trump's fit at a fit at a fizzle. Fit as a fiddle. That's what I just. I wish I was. Yeah, I wish I would be that fit. Why is Biden? Absolutely, yeah. That's what I, I said. I, you know, I wish I was in to be in that shape if I make it to seventy-seven. Okay, why is it fucking right? Is it raining? I think it's starting to rain. Are you serious? But anyway, yeah. You see my point. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Between you, me, and the lamppost, 
okay? And, of course, the thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that listened and, and, and watched this broadcast, I'm going to tell you something straight up. Here's the deal. Listen carefully. I'm not not going to be able to say this a second time. Listen carefully. Joe Biden is a doddering old fucking idiot. Everything that he knew on Obama, Obama had to write for him. Now, if you heard what I just said, (laughs) trust me. That's what I suspect. If you didn't hear it, I'll just say it normally. When Biden was the so-called alleged veep under Obama, I suspect that Obama wrote everything for him, told him everything he told him everything to say, the whole spiel. This guy can't do anything unless somebody tells him how to do it. I don't think he could, I don't think he knows how to wipe his own ass without being told how to do it. You know what I'm saying, Gun? Well, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely correct. I mean, he's he needs to be put out the pasture, okay? Because, in my opinion, he's not even fit to be president if he was to win. Which I don't like. I read. I don't think he's going to. But he would never. I'm just this these, this presidential debate. I, I, get your popcorn and cotton candy ready, because Trump is going to cut him to shreds with both hands tied behind his back. Okay, that's yeah, how but, much of a joke this debate is going to be. Did you see who's going to be moderating the first debate? <clears throat> I didn't say who it was. No, no telling. Chris Wallace of Fox News Channel. <laughs> <clears throat> Chris Wallace tends to is starting to lean left. Oh yeah. And the guy, the guy has uh, has proven that he can that he'll lean to the left some. So I don't know what kind, how much good Chris Wallace is going to be in moderating this debate. And you know as well as I do, CNN and MSNBC are not going to, you know, they're not going to be involved in it. So obviously, well, <coughs> the ribbons. And speaking of that first debate. You know, you just said that uh, Trump's going to cut him the ribbons, right? Okay. What he did in 2016 with Hillary Clinton, he's going to have to modify for the 2020 debate at first one. And we're only about, I think, two weeks away from it. here. Let me see, just for shits and giggles. 2020. 
There we go. 2020 presidential debate schedule. Hmm. Okay. The first presidential debate <laughs> is scheduled for Tuesday, the 29th of September, and will be held at the Health Education Campus Samson Pavilion at Case Western Res- Reserve University in Cleveland. The moderator will be Chris Wallace. This debate was originally scheduled to take place in the Philip J. Purcell Pavilion, located within the Edmund P. Joyce Center at the University of Notre Dame in Indiana, but Notre Dame withdrew as a host site on July 27th, due to concerns stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic. The vice presidential debate will be at the University of Utah on October 7th. Uh, Susan Page of USA Today will be the moderator for that. And that will be the vice presidential debate between Mike Pence and Kamala Harris. Now, let's see here. The second debate for Trump and Biden will be on October 15th, 2020, at the Adrian Erst Center for the Performing Arts in Miami, Florida. And the moderator for that will be Steve Scully. The last presidential debate is scheduled for October 22nd at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. And the moderator for that debate will be Kirsten Walker. Now, God only knows, but you hear a good one? Hey, Gunslinger, check this out. Qualification of candidates. Here we go. You're going to love this. In order to qualify for the debate sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates, candidates must meet the following criteria. Be constitutionally eligible to hold the presidency. Well, constitutionally, both men are capable of holding the presidency under the Constitution, appear on a sufficient number of ballots to have a mathematical possibility of winning a majority vote in the Electoral College. My personal opinion is the jury is still out on that one for Biden. have a level of support of at least 15% of the national electorate 
as determined by five selected national public opinion polling organizations using the average of those organizations' most recently reported results at the time of determination. Okay. Now, of course, you remember, I think it was in the Mark Dice clip that uh, Speaker Pelosi had suggested Biden skip the debates, where she claimed that President Trump will probably act in a way that is beneath the dignity of the presidency. Hey, Gunslinger, doesn't she act in a way that is beneath the dignity of the Speaker of the House of Representatives? Having her martini lunches and so forth? There are days for the conferences, brother, and I, and I swear to God, she sats she sats like this. And some days she doesn't. Either she's got a serious brain deficiency or she's drunk on on, on those rare on those occasions when why she says that sounds like this. Yeah. but yeah, so September twenty ninth, twenty twenty will be the first presidential debate. I know who's going to win that debate, hands down. Thoughts? Go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious who's going to who's going to win win the, the debate and everything. There's nothing that Biden can even even bring onto the stage that he has accomplished compared to what Trump has accomplished. It's like oil, oil and water. They'll never mix. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, what is he going to do? What is he going to say? Oh, I did all that. Yeah, you're a fucking liar. Okay. If he can even, if he, if he can even fucking talk, we'll see. Okay. Because the way he stutters and and does all this, he ain't gonna have no teleprompter there. He's gonna have that's gonna have to come right straight. I don't think he can do it. I think I don't know. He may not even show up. Who knows? At this point, I think I'd stay in my fucking basement. You know. And that's where he belongs, in the basement. Let me see something here. Do I have the oil clip for this, or did I not get it? Uh, No, I didn't. Okay. Now, a New York representative accuses fellow Democrats of being intellectual elitists who scoff at quality of life issues. Check this out, Gunn. 
As New York City seemingly continues down its path of steady decline, the political hits continue to come at Mayor Bill de Blasio from both sides of the aisle. On Thursday, when asked about a recent ad Representative Max Rose, Democrat from New York, released calling de Blasio the worst mayor in the history of New York City, the mayor responded saying Rose is just a politician running for office and he's wrong. In an interview with Fox News Channel, Rose said he is ashamed that Bill de Blasio is a Democrat with the way he's acting and refuted the mayor's remarks, which imply that the congressman's criticisms are solely for the purpose of helping him in his tight congressional race against GOP candidate Nicole Malatakis, I think that's how it's pronounced. I would prefer it if the mayor didn't think so much about advertisements and actually started doing his job. Let's think about that. My response to the mayor is plain and simple. If you don't want to be considered the worst mayor in the history of New York City, do your damn job. Stop playing politics. This is from a Democrat, folks. Rose went on to call out his, uh, his own party for not giving a damn about the deteriorating quality of life within major U.S. cities and accused fellow Democrats of making decisions, excuse me, sorry about the yawning, uh, based on what will reflect well on social media. Hmm. Democrats do this all too often. They scoff at things like quality of life. They say that's not, you know, intellectually elitist enough for me. Let's pick up the trash on time. Let's clean the streets. They don't care if the trash gets picked up on time because social media doesn't care if the trash gets picked up on time. They don't care about a crime unit or this or that because you can't put it into a hashtag, said Rose. The congressman is not the only one concerned with the quality of life in the city. Last week, over 160 businesses, executives in New York City, signed a letter to de Blasio urging him to take immediate action to restore essential services in fear that worsening living conditions will prevent the city's economy from bouncing back following the coronavirus lockdowns. Hmm. The letter continued, there is widespread anxiety over public safety, cleanliness, and other quality of life issues that are contributing to deteriorating conditions in commercial districts and neighborhoods across the five boroughs. I am so sorry about this yawning, folks. I think after Gunslinger uh, response to this story, I am just going to go uh, call it an early night. So let me finish the story off and get Gunslinger's thoughts, and I'll give you mine. Uh, well, yeah. Hold on. Now, wait, I still got two more paragraphs, buddy. Hold on. You don't want the only part of the story, do you? 
<clears throat> okay, give me, let me polish off this uh, last two paragraphs. The letter could not have come soon enough, Representative Rose said. What we are seeing are many Amazon debacles day in and day out, where this mayor is almost luxurating in the ways in which he is chasing businesses out of New York City. Guess what that means? You have less business in New York City. That's less tax revenue. You have to raise salaries and to, pe- and to help people. De- Rose said he did not vote for de Blasio in 2014 nor 2017, and despite the many calls for the mayor to step down, he is not holding his breath for a resignation anytime soon. He believes in lieu of action from city leadership, the federal government is responsible for stepping up with significant state and local aid. Okay, I just wanted to get those last two paragraphs out. Go ahead, Gunn. Well, I don't really have a comment on that. I mean, it makes sense, but uh, uh, I really don't know what to say about that. I mean, 22 points. <laughs> yeah, and this came from the Democrats. My friend, this was a congressman in in in, uh, in a Democrat congressman. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, a Democrat congressman who blasted De Blasio over the way he's handling shit. Good for him. At least there's one Democrat with a brain in his head. I give him. I give him. I give him. Kudos for this. Don't know about everything else with this congressman, but on this, I give him kudos. The man certainly, you know, told straightforward and to the point. Because let's face it, Gunslinger, de Blasio has fucked up New York City badly. He's made a mess of it. And it's getting worse. And these people, and the only thing I disagree with the congressman on is the is the state and local aid from the federal government? If the state of New York had done had, a, had done a better job managing managing its budget, then there wouldn't be an issue in helping New York City or any of the other parts of the state. Unfortunately, Andrew Cuomo screwed the budget, but good the state of New York. De Blasio screwed it for the city of New York. Well, unfortunately, Gunslinger, I I can't even see straight right now. That this story was the last thing I could that I was able to see and my eyes are literally blurred to no end from being exhausted. And I don't know why I'm so tired. So ladies and gentlemen, even though I've still got like 28 minutes or so left. I am going to call it an early night. I have no choice. So, uh, Gunslinger, thanks for, for hanging with me, brother. And uh, I'll be back to, on Tuesday night, hopefully better rested. And uh, so forth like that. But um, any any final thoughts or items you want to bring to the table before we blaze a trail? Well, you know, just like the old saying goes, um, better not have Sleepy Joe and Camel Toe. This country will 
definitely burn. There's no doubt about it. You know, there's no doubt about it. Trump is the only logical choice. Uh, there, there is no other choice. Okay, uh, for what that for that what that man has done to this country. Okay, uh, he's he's you know you know he's losing money. You know, by not being the head of his corporation or whatever real estate and everything, he's actually losing money. So for a man to do that to sacrifice his fortune and losing money every day to try to turn America around. You know, it's the old saying goes, I got me a hat, says, keep America great. Got it on my head right now. So, you know, there you have it. (laughs) Does it say Trump 2020, keep America great? This one here, I got, just says, keep America great. I've got one here. Uh, Mike here in New York got it for me at the Gun Owners Association. Uh, a while back, and it says Trump 2020, keep America great. I've got mine on too, because Firefox News Online Productions wholeheartedly endorses for re-election President Donald Trump. Because hey, man's done right by us so far. Imagine in, he's done right by us in four years. Imagine what he can do in another four. Just imagine how much good he could do in the next four years. Well, Gunslinger, thanks a lot, brother, once again, for being with me. Uh, I don't know if Cherokee Rose joined us or not. I haven't seen anything from her all evening. Uh, But in the event she may be watching and just decided to hang back and watch, thanks for tuning in. And, of course, all of you watching and listening by archives. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sensor. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Tuesday. It'll either be Terrific Tuesday or Terrible Tuesday. Not sure which, but we will see. I'm not going to jinx it if I can help it. On that note, you all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Until next time, America. As we used to say on the CB radio, keep the shiny side up and the rubber side down. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Send your comments to us by writing comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to share with us, send them to WeReport at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's WeReport at firefoxnewsonline.com. And be sure to check facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the links to the live broadcasts, of Firefox News Online on the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Be sure to use hashtag FFNOP, that's hashtag FFNOP, to trend this broadcast and all Firefox News Online broadcasts globally on social media. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition.
let it be written. So let it be done. 